Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk mindful eating, the benefits of yoga, and the journey of self-mastery workbook with Corey Taylor from Fit to Fat to Fit. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. Ooh, I like this song. All right, we are grooving tonight on Fit Club um, with our lovely guest, Mr. Corey Taylor from Fit to Fat to Fit. Now, we had him on before, but he is now an author. So we are going to talk about his great book, The Journal, a self-mastery workbook. And any of you watching who want to win this, you can, but you got to tune in for the rest of the show and we will let you know how. Of course, you guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon.com. Shaka, where can they find you? You guys can find me at Shaka Strong on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And Corey, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram 24-7 at, at I am Corey Taylor, C-O-R-E-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R. And he means literally 24-7 because <laughs> I will look at your stories and I'm like, how is he still up? Still working out, still coaching, still riding, and then I go to sleep, wake up, and you're still going. So it's like literally 24-7. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now, energy. <laughs> when you are up 24-7, uh-huh. do you ever have those temptations like everybody else? And I know on Fit to Fit to Fit, we kind of experience some of them. But now that you're back to fit, do you find yourself late at night running to the fridge and eating mindlessly? Hell no. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm I'm back in, in you know, Yoda mode. I mean yeah. I'm nice. I'm back on my grind, on my mm-hmm. regimen and I don't even I don't have those thoughts. It's funny that I did at one point a long mm-hmm. time ago, but No, none of those wild thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, I I can attest I do have wild thoughts, and it's very hard for me not to reach for the food. And we have this article um, that Shaka found for us, and it's talking about mindful eating and how you actually have power over food. Mm -hmm. And last night I stayed up late. Instead of running to the refrigerator, I was watching TED Talks, and I was watching a couple on like sugar addiction and what I realized, you know, being in this professional profession, I have to kind of set an example and I find myself struggling and I'm like, why is this so difficult for me? This is what I do for a living. This is what I preach. I've gotten, you know, overweight and came back. Why do I still struggle with this? And the TED talk that I was watching, she made a very, very uh, profound point is that People are paying billions and billions of dollars. Well, I shouldn't say people, but I should say the food industry to give to scientists to make food addictive. Mm -hmm. They want to... Food, especially sugar, is eight times more addictive than cocaine. We are literally addicted to food. Mm -hmm. So, Shaka, please help me and everyone else how we can become more mindful when it comes to eating instead of being addicted and, you know, being a slave to our impulses. Yeah, well, I love this. They have this program, a mindful eating program, kind of starts off, you know, you go 10 weeks, and then you go once a And where's this program? Where can you find uh, what it? What university was it at? I forget what university it was I at. just put a hospital program. Yeah, was, uh, <laughs> I, I want to say it's a hospital in New York mm-hmm. um, that does this. Uh, so, you know, 
but it, the whole point was about the mindfulness of eating. Mm-hmm. And why are you eating this food? Um, when you are eating it, are you tasting it? Um, are you being aware of the mm-hmm. fact that you're full? Because how often do we do things that are so automatic? We go to Starbucks, mm-hmm. maybe we need the coffee, but then we also grab a muffin because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Did I want the muffin? Was I that hungry for the muffin? And then when I'm eating it, am I scarfing it down or am I tasting everything? Yeah. I, I know for you, um, and for me, when I went vegan, Oh, I started tasting fruit more. I know you had that yes. with your, your cleanse. It was like an explosion of... Yeah, and you ate probably slower because you're like, oh my God, this tastes so amazing. So good. And then you start to build a mind-muscle connection but with your food and like the way you're being full. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make you eat better and eat less. Yeah, and I think so often um, eating can be habitual. You just yeah. do it to do it. You are not... Con- connected to your different senses mm-hmm. and like even going to the movies you know I will purposely eat before I go to the movies mm-hmm. so I don't you know grab those nachos or mm-hmm. get the M&M's and I will listen to myself and say okay am I hungry or am I eating because it's the movies and everybody else is eating thing with every, any restaurant or outing and yeah. my family and friends they hate it but I'll eat before I'll go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if it's time for me to eat because I don't want to go there starving. Exactly. exactly. And yeah. then you're going to overeat. Right. And then it's like, why are you doing that? I'm mm-hmm. like, because I, I know what's about to happen. <laughs> and even when you're cheating because, you know, for instance, I, I just had like three bags of popcorn here at the studio. <laughs> but so tonight, it wasn't so mindful today. Yeah. But there have been times I come to the studio and I'm like, I'm going to have one bag because that's going to be my treat for yeah. the day. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy the bag yeah. and I have the one. Yeah. When I do it mindlessly, I have three. Yeah. yeah. And so you, it is something you have to continually work on. It's like a muscle you have to keep mm-hmm. flexing. Yeah. But it, it, it totally works. Yeah. And I think, too, like um, for everybody watching, do not shame yourself. I find myself doing that to myself all the time if I reach and have too many bags. But I think instead of shaming yourself, you should prepare yourself the next yeah. time. You know when you come to the studio, you know, After Buzz has that popcorn machine. Yeah. And if you rushed home from work um, or rushed yeah. here from work, <laughs> you didn't eat dinner, yeah, three, you're going to eat three because you're hungry and you're trying to... Hungry and impulsive. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you guys out there, what is your strategy um, to mindful eating? I even called... Um, I used to get colon cleanses. I don't get them anymore. But when I did, I remember the lady who um, who did the cleanse, she was like giving me tips on, um, I guess, mindful eating. And one thing that she said was to um, definitely pray or meditate before your food because it sets you, um, I guess, in a better state of when mm-hmm. you eat the food because now you're really thinking about the food. Yeah. You're not just eating it to eat. And then to chew slowly. That's the number one, yeah. <laughs> not to, she said, never to watch TV or be talking on the phone while you're eating. Mm-hmm. You want to Really pay attention to the food at hand. So uh, pray or meditate, chew slowly, and do not have distractions around while you're eating your food. And that will help better um, help you better with your digestion as well. Because a lot of people who go to get colon cleanses, usually they're having digestion issues. Um, and that will help your body actually better break down your food instead of you're rushing and your body doesn't absorb the nutrients and break it down. Quick aside, why did you stop? Did you stop for a reason? You know, I talked to Dr. Shamika and she said that, you know, um, she feels as if your body can, can do the things it's supposed to on its own 
if you're giving it the proper food. I like it. And when she gave me and reassessed my diet when I did the the cleanse, I didn't have issues going to the bathroom anymore because I was conscious of what I was putting into my body and I was putting the right things in, into my body and that helped me, you know, become more regular. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people and even myself I was running to get colon cleanses as the fix instead of letting my body heal itself and do what it's supposed to do on its own. Reactive versus proactive. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not totally against them, but I think, um, you know, if you can do it naturally by cleaning up your diet and paying attention to your food and being more mindful, then I feel like that's kind of the better way to go. Yeah, and people have lost a lot of weight mindful eating. So it it does Mm -hmm. work. I I believe the, the lady in the article, she went... From was it two hundred and sixty to one hundred and ninety-eight in wow. six months? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I love that hospitals yeah. are now um, doing this because yeah. before it was like, okay, you know, uh, weight loss surgery, you know. And um, my sister, which this was kind of eye-opening for me, but she recently um, told me that she wanted to get weight loss surgery. And you know, of course, I encouraged her not to you know, work with me. And she said, actually, I do want to work with you because the weight loss surgery um, center says I have to lose 10 pounds before I can get it done. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, let me use that as maybe, you know, get you, yeah, the bait to really kick. So I'm like, hey, if this is going to motivate her to work with me and then maybe not do that, then I'll take it. But I do like the fact that hospitals are, awakening they're not um you know they're not so quick to say okay everybody gets weight loss surgery they're saying okay you gotta lose some weight because you know what i think too and my aunt is a nurse um who works in geriatrics what she finds is a lot of her patients who do get weight loss surgery they have complications and Mm -hmm. it's because they gain the weight back because they didn't change those eating habits Um, So they gain the weight back. Their stomach stretches out. They're malnourished because they're overeating. So it's a big whole ordeal. But I I like the fact that doctors, hospitals are encouraging people Mm -hmm. to, you know, do nutrition counseling, mindful eating and stuff like that. So, yeah. So on the topic of eating... Um, we've talked about many, many times small meals, Mm, you know, multiple meals through the day. It's going to help your um, metabolism. Um, But new theories are showing that eating, uh, I guess, uh, bigger meals only a couple times a day is actually not as bad as, you know, or equivalent to eating multiple meals small meals throughout the day. Shaka, tell us more about this finding. Well, I've been telling people this for years because people, you know, I got in the fitness industry, oh, have six meals, seven meals a day. But I was like, I'm fit and I've had three square meals all my life. So, (laughs) so, I mean, just the anecdotal evidence told me that might not necessarily be true. Um, And then I'd seen some earlier studies that said calorically it's going to make no difference. If you're having the same amount of um, calories in your three meals as you have in the six meals, if you're in a caloric deficit, you're going to be leaner the next day. Yeah. End of story. Um, so I, have you had, because I always get that question, I'm just like, as long as the calories are right and the macros are right, you'll achieve your goals. Well, here, here's what I proved. I, I actually was fasting for about 20 days. Mm-hmm. About I ended it maybe a week ago almost. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I only was allowed to eat between sunset and sunrise. So 8 Is that Ramadan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. And... I did not lose weight. I didn't lose the energy. Uh, I was eating the same amount of calories during that 
window as I was throughout the whole day before. And that plus, you know, the idea of intermittent fasting, I mean, it's mm-hmm. all relative. So yeah. I don't necessarily think that's a new theory. I think that's just knowledge that we're just now kind of understanding. Also, not to get too deep, but the food industry wants you to eat like every three hours. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not really, And I like that you point that out. You know, it's not about your goals. It's about the consumption. Mm-hmm. So you really can get away with breakfast, lunch, and dinner and water and meditation at night and yeah. be just fine. Athletes do it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pro-fasting for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and they found if you skip breakfast, you, you know, people say, oh, I got to have breakfast to mm-hmm. kickstart my metabolism. Yeah. They find if you skip breakfast, you actually consume less calories in the day regardless. So Most even though you might make up for breakfast. it, yeah. it's not as much as the breakfast. And to be honest, I am a early morning workout person. Mm-hmm. I have to work out 6 a.m. every morning. Mm-hmm. I Ooh. cannot consume a big meal that yeah. early. It is too much. It's not until lunchtime that I can sit down and have a big meal. So I have to have a shake or something small yeah. um, because it's just too much for me. And I found that too, um, that I actually will eat less during the day yeah. because, like you said, if you try to force it, mm-hmm. then you're overeating. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think what we've learned on this show too is to each its own. You are on this fitness journey um, to discover what is best for you. Exactly. We will give you the information. We will give you the knowledge, but you need to take it in your hands and find out what works for you because it is not the same for everyone. Yeah. I know people who, clients who, they will die during a workout if they do not eat anything. Fasted cardio is like my best friend. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's different. That's the beautiful thing about it, though, is that Everyone is different. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of perfect algorithms that could work for anybody, but you have to like give it perfect effort. Yeah. You know, you can't just listen to something and say, "Well, I'm gonna try that for 72 hours." Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not really try it for yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. I know what's for you for sure. Yeah, I I, I, I like intermittent fasting because mm-hmm. for me, I like having one really big meal a day because I like being light during the day and like yeah. feeling like I have energy. And that one big meal will—it's a huge meal. Mm-hmm. It'll hold me over for mm-hmm. the entire the next mm-hmm. day that I'm, you know active, but I don't feel heavy or I don't get mm. tired. You know? It's cheaper, too. Yeah. <laughs> I saved a lot of money fasting. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's day, way yeah. cheaper. <laughs> Lose weight, save money. <laughs> and I'm not good at preparation, so if I'm having more than one meal a day, one of those meals might not be as healthy as I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> so many pros. Shaka, can you tell us more um, about stimulus-bound eating? Did you see that yeah. in this article? So, I found this so interesting that there is a clinical term mm-hmm. for what I have. <laughs> if I I see food, I have to eat it. And it that's is, exactly what it is. And that's yeah. what it is. So now there's, and I thought there was like, no, Fallon, you're making it up. It's in yeah. your head. No, there is a clinical term and it is real. Shaka, yeah, tell us tell more. Me more. <laughs> yeah, stimulus. So people suffer from stimulus bound eating where if they see some food, they just have to eat it. Mm. They can't hold help themselves have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's, you know, if you suffer from that, you got to eat before you go to the grocery store so you're just full, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but tips like that work for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you said, going to a restaurant, you might want to have a little light meal before if you don't want to make, you know, a bad mm-hmm. mistake. Uh, and so I think it's really important that you are prepared. And a lot of people, a lot of us kind of go through this habitual process of food mm-hmm. without preparing ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say, too, um, a lot of times you are dehydrated. Yeah. And your body, you think the signals are hunger signals, but yeah. you're not getting enough water. Especially now, right now, out here in L.A., it's about 110 degrees oh, out. Oh, my God. And yeah. you probably think you're hungry all the time, but you are dehydrated. You need to consume more water. So not only should 
should you be eating before um, you go anywhere? You should be drinking more. Um, and I have another trick um, that I've given to some clients who stuff, suffer from stimulus-bound eating. Um, take a fiber pill mm-hmm. because fiber will make you full and it will help you um, before you go out to an event um, and you know there's going to be food there where you don't want to overindulge and maybe you have to wait till after the event to eat. So maybe do that. And I, I, I got a little tip. Uh, I don't really drink other things other than water, tea, and coffee. But for those that like have to have a little juice or something, cut it with water. Because um, sometimes you just need the flavor. Oh, yeah, yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a lemonade that you really love or an orange yeah. juice, try to cut it with water and see if that yeah. satisfies that need for the flavor that of the flavor, taste. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. makes sense. All right, let's talk about yoga, um, which if you guys don't know, um, Corey, not only are you great at yoga, but more so meditation. Uh, we recently, if you follow um, both Corey and I, uh, we kind of, talked about it on our Instagram story mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Um, but not only do you have great uh, effects from uh, meditation, but yoga itself. So Shaka, how can yoga help your stress levels, um, depression, and poor health? So it really helps with inflammation. And inflammation to a certain degree is actually good for your body. It stimulates an immune response. But a lot of us are suffering from chronic inflammation. Mm-hmm. And that's you know where the diabetes comes from, these um, risk factors for strokes and things of that nature. And they're finding that yoga really helps decrease that chronic inflammation, uh, meditation as well. Uh, and so, and it's actually changing the way your genes are expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. So while you might have DNA that's not that could be bad for you, mm-hmm. yoga is helping that DNA express or suppress it if it's bad, and a positive DNA express itself in better ways for your body. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that people say, "Oh, your genetics," you can change the way your genetics express themselves through yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. So powerful! I love it. Yeah. I, I wish people were just as passionate about that type of stuff as they were at, you know, yeah. everything else. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like, platforms like this. Yeah, yeah. Know, slowly but surely. I know yeah. um, today uh, I was at work at the gym, <laughs> and um, we had a new member in, and me and her, we just chit-chat. But all of a sudden, I got so passionate and, like, was telling her, like, you know, different topics that we talk about here on the podcast and, like, how, because she has a daughter, how um, her daughter's overweight too. And I was like, you know, it's your job as a mother to be informed mm-hmm. because you are going to set the tone for your daughter. For the rest of her life. And then yeah. for the rest of her life yeah. and then her daughter's lives. And you want to be around for your grandchildren. And I was going on and on. I was like, just listen to my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just so much information, valuable information. Um, out there that not everybody knows that they can have access to. So we want to be the people to bridge that gap for you. We want to help you, um, but not only, you know, feed you that information, but teach you how to get that information on your own as well. And they they were finding benefits of doing this 15 minutes a day. So this wasn't like, you know, your entire day or an hour workout. This was like 15 minutes a day of Mm -hmm. yoga and meditation. Yeah, and we even talked about um, with Sharon, the psychologist that we had on before, uh, I think it's two weeks of group yoga is equivalent to 15 therapy sessions with a psychologist. Wow. Amazing. Again, save some money. Yeah. Those sessions are expensive. No, you should see a therapist too, but I mean, um, it's, it's, 
it shows you how powerful it is. It can be a good first line of defense. Uh -huh. So let's talk about more um, surprising health benefits that yoga has. Right now, there's 31 million adults that are actively participating in yoga. And these studies have shown that they've helped with many, many things, including chronic pain, coronary artery disease, asthma, diabetes, lymphoma, breast cancer. So now we're beyond helping the depression. We're beyond, you know, um, those type of things and even the, the genes that are... Um, that are affected, yeah, turning, turning on. on. Yeah. So, Shaka, how does it even get to that deep of a level where these diseases are being helped from yoga? Well, I think it's just the idea of activity and then the static stretching is very helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think yoga drops you into that mindful place. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to be doing the mindful eating without even necessarily making the connection that yeah. you are. And I think that's what's important is that when you're looking at your fitness lifestyle, it's got to be on all fronts, you know. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the food. It's going to be the way you're um, training. It's going to be the, the yoga. You need the mental, that mental health. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's, it's all correlated to one another. One can't exist without the other. Yeah. I know on um, Amazon for your book, it says more about the author. And one of the things it says about you is that you are a holistic teacher. Yeah. Explain more about that because all this intertwines with yoga, meditation, um, that mind-body connection. Yeah, for me and especially for my clients, it's all about, the, like you said, the mind-body connection. So I teach people how to you know, bridge that gap so that you are responding accurately to what your body's telling you. You're not eating impulsively. You're eating for the things your body needs, whether it's going through pain fighting disease, fighting a cold, feeling a cold coming weeks ahead of time and knowing my vitamin C has to go up. You know, understanding, you know, I might need to sit a little different because my back is telling me that I'm sitting wrong and you have perfect posture, not because you are taught to, but because you're responding to your body's signals um, to how you heal yourself. You know, not running to the medicine cabinet after, you know, every little ounce of pain, but learning how roots and herbs can also do the same thing. Realizing that the most active ingredient, most of the lotions and the potions that you use can be found in the garden, mm -hmm. and it's actually cheaper and more sustainable mm -hmm. if you go and get the actual aloe vera leaf, yeah. not the jerkin feature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, yeah, the mindful meditation and not going to the Himalayas with orange pants, but one minute a day. You know, as you are on in route to whatever whatever is next, you having a moment to just process your emotions. Maybe let go of some things before you enter a new situation. Maybe stop bringing home so much baggage. You know, things like that from the, the kitchen to the mind to the weekend to your uptime, your downtime. All about the natural way of doing things, natural way of processing life and seeing things. This is what I love about you um, that I feel like you you really separate yourself from other trainers. And actually, I told you guys that I'm going to do that bikini competition in November, mm -hmm. and I'm actually getting, I guess, coaching from Corey to help me out on the mindful part of this journey because I know changing my body to. Um, to uh, it's, it's going to be changed <laughs> to a place that I've never been before. Um, I've been fat. I've been somewhat fit. Now I'm going to go to fabulous, we call it. <laughs> but, you know, where basically my body is going to be like an athlete. I have to get my body fat percentage very, very low. And I know mentally I need to be strong, not just physically, to get to that place. And I have you now as my coach for that because I know I 
can physically do the workouts. I can do that part. But I, I need somebody to help get into my head. And, you know, even the greatest athletes, they have coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the only way you're going to break that barrier and get to the next level. And just to sustain the flame. I was just talking to my friend in Atlanta, mm-hmm. Curtis Mackey, about this. And we were talking about business. And I was like, it's not just about starting a business and giving it life. It's about continually putting life in it so that Mm -hmm. it's thriving. Mm -hmm. That's the same with the mindset of an athlete. You have to not just start the fire, but you have to fan it Mm -hmm. for, you know, 18 weeks, however many, you know, the cutting phase, the bulking phase. And it's not just about working out. It's about the things you tell yourself, the things you don't. You know, the things you ingest mentally, mm-hmm. and all of that becomes a part of the finished product. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why when you get to that fabulous body, you're gonna be a different person, mm-hmm. you know. And you want the mind to follow. Exactly. Yeah. And I see so many times too where people do those competitions and they look great on stage, on paper, their weight, their body fat is amazing. But mentally, they are so screwed up from it mm-hmm. that yes. because they think that they can sustain that forever. Yes. And it's an, it's not supposed to be sustained. It's actually not healthy in yeah. some cases to be that way. So I know, especially doing the Fit to Fat show, mm-hmm. you know, we had one trainer on the show mentally. She couldn't handle it. She tapped out. So mm-hmm. I know I have to... Uh, strengthen my mind for this transformation. But I'd, I'd also say, don't say you can't sustain it. If mm-hmm. you if you're getting to that that stage mm-hmm. shape the right way, mm-hmm. you can sustain it. So you, you need to be mentally prepared to figure out a way that you can sustain it for you afterwards. Yeah, because that, that was always for me. You know, yeah. great shape for the show, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't get out of shape afterwards, yeah. but just not in that great shape I was yeah. in, and you get a little depression. Like, yeah. uh, how come I can't? And, so it was the back and forth yeah. of me trying to figure out how to maintain. Yeah. And so mentally I have to be prepared for that process as well. Yeah. Off exactly. season versus on season. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk more about the journey, yes. um, a self-mastery workbook. Yes. Uh, first, I want to say anybody who wants this book, we are going to do a giveaway right here on the show. We do have some viewers that are watching live. So please, in the comment section, not the chat, in the comment section, excuse me, on YouTube or Instagram, any of us, or tweet us and let us know why you should get this book. And Corey will sign, seal, deliver it to you. And because I'll give you a personal call. We have a personal console. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. Yes, yeah, so let us know why this book um, should go to you. Why do you need this book? Um, and Corey, you're going to tell us more about it. So first tell me mm-hmm. what uh, prompted you to write a book. To be completely honest with you, Mm -hmm. I was moving out of Atlanta. Um, I've been in California 54 days now. Yay! We're so happy to have you here. still got my Georgia license book. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. I was was moving out of Atlanta, and, uh, you know, the Obamas were leaving office. And I was like, man... You need to change. (laughs) (laughs) That, too. But I was like, man, you know, I feel like... As soon as I, he left, I saw a prompt about them dropping, like, a memoir of the things that, you know, I guess he's entertained or thought or, or went through since he's been in office. And I know I'm reaching here, but I was like, you know, I've been serving Atlanta like the president, you know, for eight years. I've been, I've been, I've been two terms here. The pre- president of the ATO. I'm saying, I felt like I put in those presidential hours. So I was like, what do I have to, sh- to show? Yeah. I mean, all the lessons I've learned, all the things that I've done, 
what do I have to show? And I said, you know, I feel obligated to create not just a book to say I did it, but something that can serve as, you know, the show and prove of mm. everything that I talk about online, everything that I do on a day-to-day, but something tangible. And so I went back and forth with how I was going to do it. I didn't give myself much time to make it right in my mind. I just went forth, and it took me about a couple months, and it went from being it just being a, a book to me realizing, you know, when I do house calls, I see people read the same books that I read, but they ask me the same questions that I answer. I said, well, how can I get people out of that habit of hoarding information? I said, mm, make them work. This is going to be a workbook. So mm-hmm. I compiled 10 chapters of some of the most really um, prominent principles in my life that, ironically, people ask about every day, patience, motivation, balance, self-awareness, things of that nature. And after each chapter, I use my own account of how I came to learn the lesson because, you know, it's eight, nine years of just growing. And what makes it different is then you have blank pages um, that you are to basically do an assignment with to where each chapter is a week of learning. So the chapter on balance isn't just about me telling you what it means to you and what it could be. I'm giving you an assignment to actually create it in your life, and you're having a seven-day experiment of doing so. So this book's going to take you about nine months to finish, but once finished, it should take you the rest of your life to really learn from. Now let me read you the back of the book, and this is, this is what I love. Um, it says, where are you in your life? Are you where you are meant to be? Or are you heading in that direction? Are you who you... Are you who you are meant to be, or are you not done growing yet? Take a weekend to read this book, a year to practice its principles, and a lifetime to master them. This is not a book for your leisure or simply for your collection. I do not believe in hoarding great knowledge. This book is meant to make you work. Embrace the journey. I love that. That's That's so well said. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Um, It was a long time coming, and I really just personally want it to be the new co- topic of conversation when I go online, when I go Facebook Live and all these other things, I want people to have started the process of using the answers I'm giving them. I want people to get good at being practitioners. You know, I'm, I'm realizing I'm a practitioner. I'm not just a hoarder of advice. I'm putting it in place in my life, and that's, that's where the fruit is, is coming from. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be able to get to step two with people. Mm-hmm. And if that can, you know, change how you shop, maybe you're not reading 10 books a year, Maybe you don't know the next best-selling author. Maybe you're not up to every new quote. If you are actually doing these things, you know, then you're further ahead than you probably ever would have been. Mm-hmm. And I love that this can not only help you on the fitness journey, but it can help you in all areas of your life. Because it's all relative. How you do how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. And how how are you fanning the flame for yourself? Like, how are you keeping that fire going? Um, I think it's just in my DNA. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I love the journey I love the process I love the results from it I love the odds against me Mm -hmm. I think I just have like you know entrepreneurial tendencies I probably got seven generations of a beast mode before me (laughs) that I don't even know about Mm -hmm. and it's just who I am but what I am doing is is properly channeling all of that energy and effort into things for people not just for me I think Mm -hmm. it'd be selfish if I just was an Instagram famous individual who just went hard but never taught, mm-hmm. never gave back. I love so, that. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. at least giving, digging down. Yeah. And you get some. You get some. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, being as your friend, um, I've seen you always turn it up a notch just for yourself. Even mm-hmm. doing this book, um, even like doing the fast you just did, moving here to California, not only are you pushing your clients to do new things, but I never see you 
at a standstill. You're always like, okay, what's next? What's the next, um, you know, challenge that I'm going to give to myself? And I feel like doing that, um, even with myself, I feel like that gives life to your clients. When I did that fast um, with Dr. Shamaka, and then I went to um, a psychology retreat, and all those things that I learned then my client was doing raw vegan fast. And then, you know, all, you see them because you're pouring into them. You have new life. So I I've told my clients that. I mean, honestly, in Atlanta, I love you. But I told my clients that me moving to California is going to actually be the turning point for a lot of you guys, especially with your goals. Because I'm here. I'm overseeing everything you're doing. But how can I prove that the program was effective, that your life changed if I'm still here? Yeah. Not to say I can't come back. I mean, it's yeah. a free country. I can do whatever I want. But I said, for some of you, while you'll miss me, you'll look back 20 years from now and be like, that was actually the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. And I know, having seen a few clients already since I've been here, I'm just expanding their horizon. Yes. Yes. Now you have a reason to come to Cali. Yes. Yeah. Whatever happens after that was destiny. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. I love that, too, because um, I tell my clients something similar. I say, I do not want to train you forever. I mm. Honestly, I don't. I want to give you the tools so you can learn. I want to get you to your goals and then you can flourish from there. I don't want to hold your hand forever. I want to touch as many lives as possible. I don't want to be stagnant and train the same, you know, 10 clients because what does that prove to me? That you need me. No, you don't need me. I'm going to show you how you could do it on your own. I want to know what was the hardest part, two-part question, Mm -hmm. I guess. The hardest part writing this book, The Journey, and mm-hmm. maybe the hardest part of your journey thus far. The hardest part of writing it, honestly, was um, combating like my intense ADD. <laughs> so when I tell you I had to you know, move from Atlanta, and I was at my mom's house for about three weeks, mm-hmm. and that's where I got the majority of my writing done. Mm-hmm. And then um, coming here for those first three weeks, not having a car, not having any really clients, really. I didn't start the program till later on. Just literally putting every single day for two months into it and and refusing to distract myself. Personally, that was hard. I mean, that's not a a big window of time, but if you're talking about every day, all day, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of hours. Mm -hmm. So that that for me was crazy, and I realized that about myself. I was like, wow, like I actually have a process. Like I have to skate for a couple hours. I got to play with my dog for for 30 minutes. (laughs) Then I come back to it. (laughs) You know, it takes four cups of tea. You know, it was like I learned that. But um, that was what was the one thing. Um, But you, you said the hardest part on my journey. Um, there really aren't any hard parts. I feel like everything is just about acceptance and patience. Mm. So, so that's a lesson I think we all are going to spend our life learning. But me accepting things as they are and being patient for things that are going to change, yeah. especially being a young person, I mean, there's so much testosterone and energy built up. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly wanting more, but just, you know, sitting my butt down and allowing things to be sometimes, or just looking at what I've done and realizing, okay, maybe ahead of myself, maybe it's time to be a farmer and look at what I've already created and refine that. Yeah. Versus, you know, so that's that's a constant thing that I, I do my best to try to stay in the middle of accepting things and being patient for what's to come. Now, what are some of your favorite books or authors that inspired you to get down and write your own book? Um, well. His, he's actually a businessman. Um, his name's Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah and you yeah. are if you, you already know if yeah, you're on my Insta yeah. story. That is my <laughs> that's my coffee. Like and really him is just his about strategizing. You know what you already are, so that you're not stagnant. So things like you know, 
I'm already putting chapters upon chapters on Instagram. I mean, I, I put, one guy told me, he's like, bro, you write a lot on Instagram, but I read it. I was like, <laughs> that's what you were. I was like, if I'm already doing that, yeah. what's stopping me from making a short read? I mean, yeah. Instead of thinking about making mm-hmm. an autobiography, yeah. it's 10 chapters. Yeah. That's good enough for somebody. Yeah. Um, so things like that, and I listen to him, and I watch him, and things like that really get me going. As far as books and stuff, I'm actually going backwards. I'm actually back into, like, the Bible. So I'm back. I'm looking at like the Book of Proverbs, uh-huh. and I'm realizing that was the first self help self help book. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys, yeah, have yeah just Proverbs, seen, uh, the yeah. Book of, I mean, it, Proverbs. Yeah. You know, so I'm going backwards, and I'm looking at, I'm going, I'm doing things I was doing when I was like coming out of college, like Socrates and Aristotle, looking at just the different, the, the basic level of understanding and mm-hmm. and working on myself. And not really trying to get high on the latest, greatest author. Because they're yeah. all great. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. talented. But there's one source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just try to tap into that and, and, and keep my head down. Yeah. You know? Now, being a fitness entrepreneur. Fitrepreneur. Fitrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I that right. Um, what advice would you give to those uh, trainers or other people in the fitness industry who want to be their own business person, who want to take that leap of faith and mm-hmm. leave that nine to five job, um, what would you advice would you give them to try to start that process? Especially when they're not here in LA or you know maybe yeah. a major city. I would tell them to do it. It's do it practically. So not don't necessarily do what I do, but do the best version of you as possible. And the best version of you includes a YouTube channel. It includes you being sponsored by some someone or something that no one's ever heard of. If it includes you going to all the colleges and just being that main trainer for that program and maybe growing through that. If it includes you just only working with single mothers because maybe there's a great market for that and that will help you stand out, maybe give you some media time. You know, take advantage of everything around you, but do you to the utmost. Mm-hmm. It's just like making it into the league. Like, you don't have to be the best undrafted you have to be the best where you are and the league will find you yeah. mm-hmm. be the best where you are i think a lot of people though are afraid um to do that they're afraid to be the best where they are and it's crazy because if you are being who you're supposed to be there's no one like you like there's nobody that can do Corey better than me there's yeah. no one that can do shaka better than you like it's you know it's the truth but people are afraid to be that vulnerable that's what i get that vulnerability like ripping open your heart and bleeding and just saying but you do too yeah you know you bleed like me you're scared mm-hmm. like me um i think if more people just were doing that they'd be surprised with how many people they can touch and how quickly the appeal will grow because mm-hmm. everyone is looking for someone real yeah i just got goosebumps because uh-huh. i so connect with that and i feel like you know, it's the hardest thing to do, but I feel like everybody wants that connection. And I feel like whatever profession you're in, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're a trainer or you own your own sunglass shop or whatever it is, it's true connection that's going to keep those people coming back to you for more and invest in you and believe in you and trust you. You know, they say that um, the greatest business that you can do is with your friends because your friends are the people that you trust. So it's building that trust and being vulnerable. Most definitely. And if you're not where you want to be, another thing you could do is document your 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 journey there yeah. you know say i want to be the best trainer in 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 alabama so this is a daily vlog of what i'm doing to get there mm-hmm. that is a package and mm-hmm. a narrative in itself that mm-hmm. then will get people to you I run out of time but it's so many ways i think you just start by just doing yeah and be worry about being perfect when you get old exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs>
And we got Omar commenting saying Gary Vee is the man. Yeah. Speak on it, Corey. <laughs> you know, shout out to us, shout Omar. out to my boo Omar, <laughs> always watching. Um, yeah, I love him too. I joke around and say uh, uh, he's Uncle um, Gary V. <laughs> <laughs> and he's forty one. So yeah. Did not make yeah. you feel like yo. Yeah. We wow. got so much time. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I honestly, I see that's going to be you. People are going to mm. be putting wow. up your videos. People are going to be quoting your books. You know. When you go to Instagram quotes, it's going to be Corey Taylor. So I am so proud of you as a teammate from Fit to Fat, as a friend. I am going to dive into this book. And you guys out there watching, again, we're going to do a free giveaway. So please um, comment, tweet, Instagram, any of us. Tell us why you need this book. And you will get this man to call you, yeah. sign, and send. And we want to follow up, follow up on your progress as well. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we are so happy to have you back in the studio again. And what a great surprise you have your book with you. Um, uh, Corey, where can they find you? You can find me online 24 7, um, Instagram mm-hmm. at I am Corey Taylor, I A M C O R E Y T A Y L O R. And you find that, you found everything else behind me, I promise. <laughs> Shaka, where yeah. can they and find as you? As always, guys, you can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And you guys can find me same place, same time on Fit with Fallon or at <laughs> fitwithfallon.com or here on Fit Club every Wednesday. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.